today's video, why does it seem like the more you do for God, everybody else flourishes? Mm -hmm. I think it's a question a lot of people ask. Yep, they do. That's what we're going to talk about in the book of Jeremiah today. So check this out. Good morning. Good morning, guys. It is Monday night for us, Tuesday morning for you guys. We are here in our living room. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. So we had um, a pretty nice day today, actually. Wasn't too bad, not too busy, not too calm, a little bit in the middle. You know what I'm not happy about? What are you not is the about? gas prices yeah they're getting very very i think we're gonna have i have to get on my bike i think i have to start riding our bikes bicycles to church i don't think i can make it i'm gonna put a basket have you sitting at like et <laughs> i would love that i would love if he put me on a little side basket and he and i rode in it and i'll let him do all the work Guys, if you ever are like me and you're a chocolate person, but you don't want the calories as much, these are good on Costco. Look at this. Is this camera way to my side? Because this is like, okay, there. Yeah, because you're leaving me out of it. So, um, yeah, well, first of all, um, like we do every month, we met up with uh, Pastor Mauro and Rosa. That is our affiliate church here in Stockton. It's really nice. Resurrection Church. And um, so if you are in the Stockton area, you got to go visit them. Yeah, I always love I always love spending time with them. It's always such a blessing. Yeah, we had a great time. The lunches go way too fast to the point where the waitresses start looking at us like, when are they going to leave? Yeah, <laughs> I sometimes do feel like they do look yeah. at us like that. Yeah, like, we're yeah gonna have to... you guys are going to leave anytime soon. Yeah, so... <laughs> But yeah, it's it's always a pleasure to um, just a fellowship with them, and you know, and then um, and then we made our way to Modesto, and um, we were out evangelizing with uh, the rest of the crew with Eli and through Christ Ministries with House of Rest, and we were all there. Um, it wasn't as cold as I thought it was going to be. Actually, I'm always cold. I'm cold now. I'm freezing. It was colder the time the last time we went. Yeah. But I'm still cold. So that was pretty nice. Uh, mm -hmm. It's always nice, actually, to be out there and just represent Jesus. And, you know, um, as you guys know, I've said it many, 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 many times. I know I'm not called to be an evangelist. You know, I, I love preaching. You know, I love teaching. Um, but going out there kind of gives me a glimpse of of what it is that Eli does, you know, and it's actually fun to be honest with you. It's fun. Um, so you know what it was? It was so beautiful though because um, even though you say you're not an evangelist, but you you're you're a preacher, you're a teacher, and um, both of you guys, whenever both of you guys begin to share the word out there, 
you know, um, and you start preaching out there, people begin to listen. There was a lady literally that let the light go three times. Yeah. And there were people that were just stopped and they would let the light go. And I was like, just watching them. And I'm just like, these people are letting the light turn red three times because they just wanted to listen to the message. There was nobody behind them. Uh, no, so. there was nobody behind them. And they were just like waiting and they just sat there and let the light turn red three times. And I'm like, yeah. all right, he's preaching now. And people were saying amen from their windows. Oh, really? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. hallelujah. But that's the beautiful thing is that even though one's giving testimony and he's evangelizing, you're preaching yeah. and you're praying and you guys are, are bringing this team together mm -hmm. and you're doing this together. And that's the beautiful thing, because even though you're bringing two different things, it's it's coming together beautifully. Yeah, I mean, you know? I, I could say that. Oh, waving a flag ain't my thing. And, and honestly, it's not. It's not, you know, but I'm there. I'm yeah. there, you know, and it's like, what if somebody passes by and because and, the flag I had says Jesus is king. And um, you, you never know who needs to read that, you know. Yeah. So um, every car that came by, you know, I, I made it a point that they read the flag, you know, and I think that's important, you know, yeah. or else, I mean, why do we drive over there for? Yeah. Know? And, and, you know, and then you have, you know, it, it's, we only have two hours. Yeah. That's the thing. We, there's people that are getting off of work mm -hmm. that have spent the whole day working. And um, there's people that have busy, busy lives. And, um, and there's people that are, are sometimes even not feeling good. Yeah. You know, and we come from far away. There's some of us that come from far away just to go for those two hours, guys. For two hours so that we can reach souls, bring salvation to those who need to know Jesus. We have two hours, guys. Out of the whole week, we have those two hours to go out into that street and to do that. We don't want to be distracted. We don't want, you know, we don't need the distractions. We're not there to, to we're not there to sit there and, and to, um, we're not there to be distracted with the things that, that bring distraction. We're there to, to reach the lost. We're there to, you know, we see each other at church. We see each other. A lot of the times we're out there, you know, yelling the name of Jesus. We're out there waving the flags. We're out there passing out flyers. We're there to we're work. We're out there praying. You know, we're out there praying for, for one another. We're out there doing what the Lord has called us to do for two hours. That's all we have. Intentional two hours. Yes, intentional. We're being intentional. We're not out there to, you know, to, to distract one another and to tell stories or to hear each other's stories, you know, or to go and be like hey guess what you know we're out there to do god's work we're yeah. being intentional with the time that we have yes we'll we'll sit there and talk with one another as we're holding the flag and doing something for the for for christ but we're not sit th sitting there what do you call lollygagging 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're not. It's not. It's not a time for that. There's plenty of time after. You know, like last time we we all be- went back to the church and fellowship yeah. for a couple hours, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, but it's like there's there's souls at stake. There's souls at stake. You know, and um and and think about that. Out of all those, out of six days of the week, and then out of twenty two hours of Monday. Two hours are set aside for evangelizing. We need to use that time to evangelize. Yeah, and and you know, just as as, as an example, you know, out of those two hours, right when we were literally about to leave, somebody seen us. Somebody seen us that has not been to the church in some time in a yeah. long time. It was before COVID. Yeah, way before COVID, and. They literally drove over there right away. And we were literally about to jump in the car and we were about to leave. And they drove over there. And um, she says, we needed to come. We seen that you guys were online and we needed to come and we needed to be here. And we were so happy that they came down um, because they, you know, we needed to pray for um, the young sister you know, and um, she had been suicidal and just a lot of things, guys, a lot of things. And, man, the Lord set her free. She re- rededicated her life to yes. the Lord right then and there. Right then and there. Mm-hmm. And, man, I'm excited for her to come back. And I'm excited yeah. for her to come back with the young adults. And I'm excited for what the Lord is going to do in her life. This is why we're there, guys. This is why it is imperative. This is why it is imperative, imperative that we that we don't that we don't take it lightly while we're out there, that we don't waste the time that the Lord has given us for us to be out there to minister and do what we need to be doing. You know, we can't we can't sit there and waste time. You know, there was somebody across the street who had been worshiping that whole time while we were there oh yeah yes it was beautiful and i didn't have my glasses so i couldn't tell and diana told me you know sister sharon that person over there has been worshiping that whole time and it was a gentleman across the street who had been worshiping and lifting his hand that whole time when that music was playing yeah and i hadn't noticed and then you grabbed the microphone and i i went over there and i told johnny i said johnny there's a there's a gentleman over there he's just been lifting up his hand and worshiping on the corner yeah and he went over there immediately and he started praying for him and everything. And he just went over there. And that was beautiful, man, because it's like, that's why we're there. It's for moments like this. Yeah. You know, not so that we can be sitting there, you know, not paying attention to the things that are that are taking yeah. place around us. So, yes, guys, we need to be sensitive to the things that are taking place around us. And here's the thing. We could have missed that. If we're too busy... You know, in in other things, we'll miss the things that are in front of us, the things that are happening, and we won't pay attention. So, guys, two hours out of out of you know out of the week, um, we have to be intentional with going out there on Mondays, and um, it's just beautiful the things that the Lord is doing. Beautiful, beautiful. And here's the thing. You know, Satan is always going to try to come because we had somebody coming by with a, a big old piece of paper and he wrote, Hail Satan. Did yeah, you see that? Yeah. 
And I'm like... But he wouldn't look at us. Yeah, he would not look at us, guys. You know, because the enemy is going to try to come and try to distract and try to do whatever he's going to do. But you know what? It sure didn't stop us. We just said, we love you. We love you. He didn't come back. Yeah. Yeah. But um, on another note as well, um, I wanted to talk about my brother. So okay. can you share a little bit of that? Me? You just said you were going to talk about your brother. No, I said I wanted to. I, like, I wanted to. Like, I wanted oh. to talk about it. But you're better at explaining things. Oh, wow. Um, you hit, you blindsided me with that. So give me a second to uh, start it. Start it, and then it'll warm my brain up. Your brain needs warming? Yeah, because I was thinking of this, so I didn't expect that. Well, so, we want to talk about it later, another time? I wanted to do a video just for that. Okay, then we can talk about it. Because it's going to get lost in this. Okay, then and I don't so want you, it to get lost. Yeah, so you kind of sucker okay. punch me there. That's what that's called. I didn't sucker punch you. You sucker punch people you don't like. No, you don't. I love you. You don't sucker punch people you don't like. You sucker punch people to catch them off guard. That's like when you say that you don't put your shoes on and you... Like you always say you got to be booted and... Suited? Yeah. Suited oh. and booted or booted and suited. How does it go? I just, you just said it. Oh, okay, whatever. Okay, anyways. What else? Is there anything else? Nope. It's already 13 minutes in. And we're just going to dive in. And then, because we still got to do another video. Why are you hitting your phone all violent? I'm not hitting my phone violent. But I do got to let them know that I'm going to be at the church receiving some clothes tomorrow. And then I'm going to be at the church receiving. You today? Oh, today for you guys. So I'm going to be at the church receiving some clothes. Okay, guys? So from 2 o'clock, after 2 o'clock tomorrow, 2 p.m. California time. And that'll be, what's the date tomorrow? Monday. Today's Monday. Oh, Tuesday, March 8th, uh, 2022. I'm going to be at the church um, receiving some clothes. Um, so guys, if you are planning, if you're local to Modesto and you are going to be bringing some clothes um, to the church for us to um, start getting ready for the clothes giveaway, please, 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 if you want to make my life a lot more easier, I would greatly appreciate it if you bring it washed already. It would be really, really nice. Um, bring it washed. And guys, if it's not good enough for you, then it's not good enough for everybody or anybody. Um, so you guys should already know that. So please bring um, bring stuff that is is if it's it's good enough to wear um, for you. You know, um, let's be considerate that if we're gonna give something away, that it's gonna be good for people. Amen. So um, we can take children's clothing we can take uh, baby clothing we can take men's and women's it doesn't matter what size um, because I'm sure we're gonna have every walk of life coming through um, from many sizes women and men uh, children and babies it doesn't matter so we're gonna start uh, taking things from two o'clock I think I'm gonna give myself at least uh, a three hour a three hour window three to four hour window and I will be there um, and uh yeah i'll be there tomorrow guys so i'll be at the church 
1231 7th Street in Modesto, uh, California. Okay, so just wanted to let you guys know. That's about it. Now you can. Now? Yeah, let's go for it. Guys, in, um, in Jeremiah chapter 12, starting at verse 1, I kind of wanted to um, describe the context of what, what is happening and who Jeremiah was before we go into this, because it makes it more richer if you know what we're talking about. Uh, Jeremiah was one of the last prophets before Israel was taken over. Okay. And um, the Lord had sent prophet after prophet after prophet warning Israel to repent. And um, Israel wouldn't. So finally the Lord rose up Jeremiah and um, he told him, you tell them that my wrath is coming. No ands, ifs, or buts. So in other words, he didn't have any feel-good sermons to preach. And because of that, Jeremiah suffered. He suffered a lot. You know, because everybody wants to give a good sermon where everybody just loves you. You know, and God never gave Jeremiah good sermons. It was always sermons of wrath, sermons of doom, because that's what was happening at the time. A pastor doesn't have a choice on what he wants to preach. If he thinks he, have a, he has a choice, then he's preaching for himself, not God. Yeah. Um, we always have to be able to teach and preach what it is that the Lord wants to say at that time and at that moment. He's living a compromise, compromised life, if anything. And Jeremiah was not given popular speeches to make people love him. Matter of fact, people hated him. That king hated him because he was always telling Israel, because you didn't turn away from your false idols and didn't follow the Lord, that the enemies of Israel were going to come and conquer. And um, Jeremiah was frustrated with God right here because it's like, well, you, you will read, we'll read, but he was frustrated. And look what he says in that frustration. And I think this, this is very relevant to us today, very relevant. In chapter 12, verse 1, Jeremiah says, Righteous are you, O Lord, when I plead with you, yet let me talk with you about your judgments. First mistake. I'll, we'll talk about it. And then he says, why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why are those happy who so deal, wait, why are those happy who deal so treacherously? You have planted them, yes, they have taken root. They grow, yes, they bear fruit. You are near in their mouth, but far from their mind. But you, O oh Lord, you know me. <coughs> Let me say that again. But you, O oh Lord, know me. You have seen me and you have tested my heart toward you. Pull them out like sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter. How long will the land mourn and the herbs of every field wither? The beast and birds are consumed. <coughs> I need something to drink. That's fine, I know, but like... <coughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, it's distracting. I'm so I just sorry. Let, that's fine, I mean... You were humans. We cough. But what happened if I keep reading is they'll just be watching you drinking. So I'm sorry. And this, I didn't want to drink that, but that's all there is to drink here. Okay, go ahead. I'm on verse four. Okay. How long will the land mourn and the herbs of every field wither? The beasts and birds are consumed for the wickedness of those who dwell there because they said he would not see our final end. 
So that's the first part I want to read. I'm going to have her read that in the message that's one through four. <coughs> and then, uh, so this is a question that Jeremiah is asking the Lord. Is basically, why do the wicked prosper? Mm, my throat got all itchy. One through four. Okay. It says, you are right, oh God. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Hold up. Let me back up. Uh, David reads out of the New King James. I'll be reading out of the message. <clears throat> and it says, you are right, O oh God, and you set things right. I can't argue with that, but I do have some questions. Why do bad people have it so good? And why do con artists make it big? You planted them and they put down roots. They flourished and produced fruit. They talk as if they're old friends with you, but they couldn't care less about you. Meanwhile, you know me inside and out. You don't let me get by with a thing. There? One through four. Make them pay for, for the way they live. Pay with their lives like sheep marked for slaughter. How, how long do we have to put up with this? The country depressed, the farms in ruin. And all because of wickedness, these wicked lives, even animals, the birds are dying off because they'll have nothing to do with God and think God has nothing to do with them. Okay. So <clears throat> Jeremiah is ranting, complaining, and he's just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, why... Why do the wicked prosper? Why, in other words, he's saying, why is it that I'm serving you, I'm following you, but yet the wicked are the ones that are successful. The wicked are the ones that, that seem to live a blessed life. The wicked are the ones that nothing seems to come their way, that, 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 that there's no destruction around them. Everything is prosperous. Why is that? You know, and, and that's what he's saying. He's just like, yeah, it, like, what what gives, God? And I, I think that some of us could be like, come on, Jeremiah, you're talking to God. But I think in, in a, I think many of us ask the same question. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> ministry-wise, I see so many ministries. You see them on TV. You see just... It's insane. They got these million dollar buildings and, and it's like you hear the sermons and, and you know they're just full of preservatives, you know, like it's not organic food. It's like, you know it. Yet many of you watch it, but you know it deep in your heart that you, you know it, you know it, but it just prospers and prospers and we're over here in a little warehouse and we're, you know, freaking out because gas is five bucks almost and and so I, I think we all do the same thing. Even those of us that are maybe in your family, you're the only one serving God and you're the one struggling all the time. You're in this little house with a whole bunch of, you know, people yeah. in a little house and you're driving a little bucket while the other person. Yeah. And, yeah. See, and then the person that's the person in your family is an atheist has a brand new Mercedes, brand new home. You know, if it's you know, just a beautiful couple and this and that, and you're just Don't like... Don't pay tithes. You pay you're like, what tithes. gives? What so gives? Faithful. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I think it's an honest thing that many of us at one time or another in our life, we're like, I don't get it, God. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Why, 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 is, why does it seem like everybody else is prospering and I, I feel like I'm serving you with all my heart? 
And and I think even even and not even materialistic. I think there's yeah. times where, you know, I remember when there's been times like even during the brain surgery and during you know a lot of my health, yeah. and I've been like, Lord, I get up. I used to. I would go I would go to church every day and I'd be there doing ministry all the time. I'm constantly, constantly just doing and doing and Lord, but why is my body wanting to give up? Why am I tired? I'm not feeling good. Why do I I don't get it. But every day I use this body to go and, and do and serve you. And serve you and, and I'm just there constantly just doing your will, Lord, and I'm just doing what I need to be doing, but I'm gonna be faithful. Yeah. But see, that's the thing is that I think it's a normal thing, you know, and but you get to a point where you're just like, you know, you're just going to do his will and you're just going to do what he needs to be done and, and don't and don't say nothing, you know, and yeah. just do it. On this part, he says, um, you are near in their mouth, but far from their mind. Yeah. You're just like, come on, God. Like, I, I think sometimes Jeremiah was like, Lord, do you not see what I see? Of course, God God knows everything. He knows the hearts of men. You know, he knows everything. But same thing, man. I, I could say the same, same thing is like, Lord, I hear these people sharing and uh, um, preaching, um, but I know, I know their life, and it doesn't match what they're preaching, but yet they're popular. Yeah. Yet they're flourishing. Their ministry's growing. And it's just like, what gives? You know, and, and here's the thing, right? Here's the thing about God. Is God doesn't come back and coddle him. God doesn't come back and says, you know what, Jeremiah, you're right. You're right. Oh, pobrecito. God doesn't okay. do that. God doesn't do that. Look at God, how God answers. This is a verse I love. I know I say that all the time because I love every verse, but look how God answers. He doesn't coddle him. He says, if you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? Read that first part. And then... So Jeremiah, if you're worn out in this foot race with men, what makes you think you can run a, run a race against horses? So the Lord rebukes him. He's like, if, if this little, if that little thing gets you tired, that bothers you. <laughs> how do you expect to run with the horses? In other words, if that little stuff bothers you, if the, if, if your neighbor's car worries you, if your so-and-so church ministry grows more than you, if that's the stuff that wears you out, what are you gonna do when when real persecution comes? What are you gonna do? When real things happen, what are you going to do when when every devil in hell wants to come against you? If you can't even run with them, how are you going to run with the horses? And so he doesn't coddle his argument. He doesn't do that. He just like, are you serious? Because to God, he's just like, you, 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 <laughs> you're worried about this world and, and the things that's happening in this world? <clears throat> you can't even run with them. You might as well just stay home. Go hard or go home. That's what God is saying. If God would talk the way they talk now, he goes, oh, I didn't understand. I was talking to a wimp. Sorry. Go hard or go home. What are you going to do? You're going to get up and dust yourself off? Or you're just going to sit there and cry? You know, and it's like God doesn't coddle. He's going to give you all the versions of the diaries of a wimpy kid. <laughs> you know, so then he says, um, 
I love this, right? He says, and if in the land of peace in which you trusted, they wearied you, then how will you do in the floodplain of the Jordan? And if you can't keep your wits during times of calm, what's going to happen when troubles break loose like the Jordan in flood? That means you're going to drown. Yeah, this is what's crazy, especially for those of us in America. He's like, are you serious? I have placed you in a nation of peace. What's going to happen when there is no peace? Yeah. How how are you going to withhold if you can't even handle it now? We'll drown. Yeah, you know, and then, um, man, <laughs> so the Lord is like, yeah, I ain't got no time for this. I need, I need some soldiers. I need some people that are going to stand up. Jeremiah, you better grow a backbone. You know, and um, man, you know, I mean, he just keeps going, you know. And um, But I, I think the point is made that the Lord is not raising up wimps. He's raising up men and women to have a backbone, to stand strong against adversity. And this should be a reminder for us that, that you know, some days, you know, I get it. Some days are harder than others, but you got to get up. You got to get your wind. You got to stand back up and you got to fight. You got to fight for everything that you love, for everything that God gives you, everything who God is. We have to fight, you know what I mean? And, and not get sidetracked, you know? And, and that's just the way it is, man. You know, it's just the way it is. And, and, the Bible says that God is no respecter of men. You know what that means? If he talked to Jeremiah that way, then he's going to talk to us that way too. Yeah. You know, but I think ultimately it's not because he's mean. Mm-mm. It's not because he's mean, you know, because if you have a child and you know how to, you know how to grow up a child to be spoiled is if you constantly rescue them. Sometimes you got to let them fight through that stuff by themselves. Well, they're not going to build any resistance yeah. to 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 anything, and if you don't put them, you don't put them out there. You know, here's the thing. You know, I used, I, I tell David all the time. You know, um, it's funny because since he was a little kid, he would constantly eat the tomato straight off the field. He'd eat all kinds of stuff, and he always says, you know, I, he goes, what do, what do you always say that you're a... I built my... Oh, I'm a goat? He's a goat. He's, you know, he's a tough goat, you know? And I'm like, man, you go, you're, you're, you're tough, man, because you never get sick or anything, man, because he's, he's built like a goat. We grew up in the country. You know, we go to the tomato. We get hungry running around there, get tomatoes, dust off the pesticides, and then eat them. We would find um, blackberries, there's blackberry bushes out there, and um, they'd have spider webs on them because spiders love blackberries. They like hiding in them, and we'd just like get a kind of pick the spiders, and then pop it in our mouth, you know what I mean? And like nowadays, oh man, mothers will freak out with that stuff, you know? And I'm just like, there's no rinsing, nothing. We're just going to eat them, you know? And you gotta, um, you grew gotta... up playing in the dirt. We grew up playing in the grass. We grew up out there in the fields and the trees, climbing trees. And, and when I when I had my first when I had my first baby when I had my first son, I remember that I was um I was very very like very careful with the first few months you know and everything. When I had my second one, no, I was a little bit less. When I had my third one, forget it. <laughs> I had my fourth, really forget it. I think that's why you guys see Abraham. Abraham's like a handy guy. Abraham's like a little construction kid who doesn't 
that's him because he just became this handy kid, Mm. you know, at such a young age, was not scared to use tools. He just, that's him. He's not afraid of heights. He's not afraid of anything, you know, because Abraham, I just kind of like, yeah, I fed that kid different foods at a very young age. I just, just, I just learned. You learn after your first one, you learn after your second really learn, and after your third one, it doesn't even matter anymore. Because you, real, you realize that mankind has grown in caves, in <laughs> yeah. tents, out in the wild for thousands and thousands of years, and and we've survived, guys. Yeah, as, we sure did. As a species, we have survived, you know? Yeah. So it's funny because I buy grapes now, and she'll see me eat them without rinsing them. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm building up my immunity system. That's what I'm doing. That's what he does I'm not still. joking. I'll get grapes, and I'll, just, I'll go like this, maybe, and then I'll just pop them in my mouth. Yeah, and I know some of you are like, "Oh, that's gross." Well, that's fine, but I'm not. The, I'm not the one that's gonna get sick easy, <laughs> you know. He doesn't, guys. You, you know? know, so I'm just like, I'm from the ranch. <laughs> yeah, I'm from the ranch. You know, I'm used to getting peaches off of trees and get that fuzz. You know, I'd rub it. I remember we, um, my aunt would take us to get peaches. I didn't realize we we're supposed to work because the every bucket of peaches we would get, I guess she would get money for them. We didn't know, so me and my cousin would climb up the trees and just start eating them all, you know? And I would have my shirt full of fuzz <laughs> because the fuzzy peaches. And I will just rub that fuzz off because um, I tried eating it without doing that, and it would make my throat itch. Yeah, they do. So I would just try to rub as much off, so then my whole shirt would be fuzzy. Um, just grew up. That was normal for us. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah but, you know, I, I think after some time, I just let my kids you know, get dirty in the dirt and everything just so that they can build that resistance, you know, mm. and and keep them from getting sick, man. Because, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to let them be all that delicate and everything. They mm. have to. They have to build an immunity towards, you know, certain things. And I was like, yeah, you, you have to. Because if not, I, I'm not about to live my life inside of hospitals and inside of doctor's mm. offices, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. wasn't gonna live my life like that. I don't think I realized it was pesticides on all the tomatoes. Is that what's wrong? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, all the tomatoes would be covered in like this green dust. Um, I just thought it was dirt. It's it was pesticides. That's crazy. But yeah, that's crazy. Now look at me. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but um I mean I'm not I probably wouldn't do it now, but it was what it was, you know what I mean? And and we enjoyed those tomatoes and whatever, you know. And that's a good verse though. That's a really, yeah, really good I love verse. I love this verse. Um Jeremiah was ranting to the Lord, which is fine. It's okay to rant to the Lord. But if you're gonna rant to the Lord, wait for his answer. Yeah. Yeah. And and be ready to accept it. Because yeah. a lot of the times we 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 hear what he tells us and then we we here's here's the thing that I used to do. I remember the Lord would answer me, but sometimes I'd be like, is that you, Lord? No, you know, and sometimes we don't like the answer that the Lord gives us. So we try to justify it. Yeah. And guys, we can't justify the things that the Lord, that the Lord responds back to us. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be ready to receive what the Lord is, what the Lord is um, answering and don't try to justify it. If he says no, it means no. Yeah. You know? And if he says a certain thing, he means what he means. 
and be ready and willing to accept what it is, what, what his response is. Um, if he says to wait, wait, you know, that that's the problem sometimes, you know, if you're, if you're single and the Lord says, wait on something, wait on it. Yeah. Don't be, don't be too quick to jump into something. You know, a lot of the times, you know what the Lord is telling you, but yet then you just jump <coughs> into something, you know, know your worth to wait for something. You know, if the Lord, you know, tells you to wait on a job or if the Lord tells you to, if you know that the Lord is telling you to wait on something because it's going to pull you away from the things of God, then wait on it. You know, there's so many people that I have seen that, you know, have been waiting and waiting for a good job that is, you know, that have said, Lord, you know, provide me with a good job so that I can be a good provider unto your home, Lord, and or something. Then they get a good job and it takes them away from it takes them away from the things of God. Yeah. And and all along they've been asking for God for a good job. God would not give you something that's going to take you away from from him. Like really, he will not give you something that's going to take you away from from serving him. Yeah. He would not. It, it's he's not going to take you away from something that is going to take you away from the things of God. He's not going to take you away from your family. He's not going to ever take you away from anything that's going to bring bring growth, you know, from from loving him, from getting closer to him or anything that will take you away from your family. Everything will always be geared towards the kingdom. Everything will always be towards the growth in him and everything will bring you closer to mm -hmm. his heart. Everything. Amen. Yes. Why do you stay quiet? Nothing. I'm just listening to oh. what you're saying. Okay. So, guys, with that being said, we hope that we gave you something to think about, to ponder about. That's what these devotionals are for, you know, to... There's so many people that, that are hungry for the Lord, but and I get it. Sometimes it's hard. They're like, I don't know where to read from. I don't know what to, you know, and, and even though devotional is... Is, is a little bit sometimes sometimes it's a lot that it gives you a starting point of what to think about for the day that's why we do these because one day every once in a while somebody will say why do you release these at three in the morning you know and that's because it's called a daily devotional something to 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 start your day off three in the morning is because the east coast is three hours ahead so that way they get it at six yeah, in the morning so we pre-record these guys we don't we're not awake at three o'clock in the morning that would be weird yeah. The that, fish aren't going to, they don't want to be awake at three in the morning. No. And we don't, does it look like we want to be awake at three o'clock in the morning? I don't want to be awake right now. Duh. Like, hello. No. Yeah. Actually, I think that late it's 10, 10 01. Yeah. So yeah, guys, um, we're not awake at three o'clock in the morning and, um, we pre-record them the night before and he premieres them and to release at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but there is some, some of you little weirdos that are awake at three o'clock in the morning. You know who you are. <laughs> Go to bed <laughs> now. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll All see right. you tomorrow. God bless you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. For being patient with us. I, I apologize. We didn't do a devotional yesterday. It was, you know, same as always. Very tired. What do you mean, same as always? When we don't do devotional, it's because. Either you That's punch me always, in the eye. 
Or <laughs> what? Same as always. You looked at me like you were going to punch the other eye with your little fist. One of these days I am going to beat him up in front of you guys. When we don't beat you up. When we don't do a devotional. It's not same as always. And we're not always tired. Sometimes we were in SoCal last week and it was just a very very bad situation because we really didn't have anywhere to record from over there at my mom's because we're staying at a senior at a senior living facility where my mother lives and that was really really hard you guys over there at my mom's it was a very inconvenient place for us to do it number one and then we were on the road so that was kind of hard so that that was kind of really really hard and then yesterday guys yes it was not just because it was it was kind of late by the time we got home meaning we were tired comes back full circle to what i said yeah guys i i have been like just really really messed up from the from the trip honestly like with my my spine has just been like really really hurting from that trip that was a long sitting trip yeah yeah I have had so much inflammation on my spine from sitting for so many hours. It did not do me any good. So keep me in prayer, guys, because it has not been fun for the last, I think, four days. It's been really, really bad. But we love you guys. God bless you. Enjoy your morning. And um, I think that's it. All right, guys. Bye. Bye, guys.